0: Alice, how are you? Hi, Zin. Zin. I'm good. I'm um, just um give my kid to my husband. So <laughs> now is a uh, quite time.
1: Free time yes.
0: Yeah. How about you? What what were you doing earlier?
1: Uh, I am I had a whole day, very busy day today, Fridays wrapping up the week and investors meetings, having meeting with the virtual team and Android investors meeting and a meeting with business partners is I think our company is currently at a very challenging stage where you have business fundraising at the same time. And then you need to gain social visibility as well. So you have to do some PR work yourself as well. So it's uh, ah! <laughs> I'm sure you can do it. You're a superwoman. Oh, uh, I think we are all superwomen. I just we just have different in different ways. You know, we are all at the end of the day, I work now with so many women with what I do. Uh, Everyone is, you know, you could could be a a housemaker that's a superwoman as well because everyone has different challenges and then we women are just generally very hard on ourselves and uh, appreciate what others are doing, but we are, every woman is a superwoman.
0: So uh, why not, you know, uh, Jijing, you can make an introduction to yourself.
1: Sure. Okay. Thanks a lot, Alice, for having me and Mama on Palette. What a great initiative. So uh, for everyone who does not know me, my name is Jing. Jing. I am the founder and CEO of the company called ZazaZoo. We are the first sexual well-being hub in Asia that synchronizes education, consultation, curation of product that all embedded in a very intimate female uh, community to empower us women to own our sexual well-being. I think sexual well-being is a very unspoken, taboo stigmatized topic for women, and more importantly for mamas, <laughs> because I'm a mom myself, I'm three and a half year old, and uh, once you become a mom, um, everything else is irrelevant. You do not exist as a woman anymore, and I think that's really important for uh, personal well-being for for um, relationship with ourselves, with our partners and with our kids that you maintain actually a healthy healthy relationship, healthy sexual well-being habit, which we don't talk at all in this region. So,
0: hmm. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you, right? And I, I catch a very interesting saying from you that you said, once women become mothers, our life become different. So maybe you can share a little bit about your personal experience. Like- What's the difference after a girl turned into a mom?
1: I think the biggest difference is how do you connect with your body again? How do you identify yourself with, uh, with you? I mean, we have, I think everyone, including men, it's not a only women only topic, but we have so many roles in life. And uh, we are daughters, we are daughter-in-laws, we are sisters, we are uh, employees, we are bosses, we are so many roles. But I think different, biggest difference between men and women in terms of pregnancy or when you get um, when you have a kid is that when mom become a mom, your identity changed. The society and also we women uh, expect us to have to fulfill the responsibility of this role. Hundred percent. You can fail in your job. You can you know you can many other aspects, You don't have to be hundred percent. But as a mom, you have to be hundred percent. Is the societal um requirement expectation as well as your own and i think that's for me to still find myself being a woman i am still a wife and um i am an entrepreneur to find myself within those roles i think it took me really long i I have to say i'm still not there yet i don't feel i feel when when i'm a mom i'm 100 percent mom but i in some of the other days i don't think about work necessarily when I'm with a kid, but when i 'm with my kids when i 'm with work, I sometimes think of my, my kid uh, I'm not here with him, and um yeah, just so many how to be aligned with all the roles we have in life. I think that's the biggest challenge so far. Uh, I-
0: I hear you, and um, you know I can totally resonate with with what you're saying. And I mean, your identity. I mean, you have an additional layer, right? You are also an entrepreneur, and you can definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely happy to hear more about your entrepreneurship journey later. Um, but I think, generally speaking, whether you are a working mom, whether you are, a, you know, entrepreneur mom, or you are a stay-at-home mom, you just have this um, full responsibility. On you, like what you said, yeah. and whatever you do, you feel this uh, sweet connection. I mean, sweet <laughs> attachment on you that, you know, uh, whether you are having a meeting or whether whether you know you are doing something else, you just can cannot get rid of it. And I mean, it's yeah. it's bittersweet, right? so Some, sometimes you feel oh, is the responsibility is very heavy on me, but in another way, you know, that's that's us. Uh,
1: well, i think well, i think I think the challenge is like how do you because the society think a lot about once you are a mom you take the hundred percent responsibility of your kid i mean there 's a dad no obviously, and I think the expectation of women on themselves is like you are in charge i mean it 's a human being it's he, he will, or he or she will grow up himself as well so it's um I think there's a lot of expectation only expectation on ourselves so that's uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think one key difference after I became a mom is definitely the less of personal time. I I'm, I'm not hmm. sure if you experience the same because um, you know, for us we do not have a helper. So it's just me and my husband.
1: Wow. And uh, hmm.
0: um and you know, like previously both me and my husband loved traveling, right? I mean yes. the whole COVID thing and um you know, sometimes it's really like, oh, you know, we want to go somewhere near to a sea. Then we just buy yeah. a flight ticket and we buy yes. off the second day. But now you need to plan everything. We cannot live in Airbnb anymore. You need to live yeah. a place, and all that. There's a huge reduction in terms of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I say is it's a sweet bitterness. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious, right? Like, um, so you mentioned that I know you traveled from, uh, you China to Europe, then Europe to Singapore. Mm. Um, and then now you started your own, um, uh, you know, female well-being sexual hub, um, called Zaza Zoo, you know, what, what brings you to become who you are
1: today? I think that's, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a. Long personal journey. I think each of us has a very unique story to share. I think what is, what's really intrigued me is like, I uh, empower me to do what I do today. Is that I grew up in, uh, so I grew up in China. I'm from Beijing originally. I left China when I was 16. The challenge I had as a Chinese girl is that I, how I look today, I might look different, but when I was a kid, I have very dark skin. I still have very dark skin compared to usual Chinese, mainline Chinese. I have dark skin. I had, when I was a kid, I have very small eyes. And when I look at some of the pictures, I think I look fine. But at that stage in the 80s in Beijing, people just think, oh, it's, a you know, dark skin, your parents must be farmers. Today, I don't I don't even see, I, I don't even know why it's an insult in a way, but at that time I was bullied a lot. So I was not able to build confidence as a girl and that's affected me. I mean, that affected my whole life. Being a woman, I'm always, I can look as great as I do, or I can look as terrible as I do. The confidence level is always shaking. It's, I think this is because deep, deep inside, we as women, me specifically, have never been able to gain confidence from within. And when I, that's why I also decided to move to Germany. At that time, I was like, uh, I want to um, move to a country where individualism is celebrated. It's not like mass market, everyone needs to be similar and to be same. girl need to be pretty and nice and sit there and just say yes. I had a lot of opinions. I had a lot of... Um, lot of, uh, how can I say, a lot of, I'm very very extroverted, and the society in China at that time just didn't consider you as, you know, as a good material, I would say. So only when I moved to Germany and I was able to speak out loud a lot of my opinions, ask questions, I think which actually is the human basic curiosity in a way, and that was encouraged. So my first sexual encounterment at that time, I was, I think I was 17, I was in boarding school. I was asking that I was telling just my, the teacher at that time, because my parents wasn't around, I just learned German, I was a little bit lonely. lonely at that time, I was telling the teacher, she was asking, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, um, I think I'm falling in love with this boy. Something that in China, you could never say firstly, secondly, and then the reaction of the teacher, I will never forget that. And she said, that with me, she said, ah, great. It's, you know, that's actually, it's great that you fall in love. You should be falling, able to fall in love. But the most important thing is, do you understand anything or contraceptive? And I was like, okay, at that time, I was very embarrassed because I didn't understand the concept of sex because we had zero education in that space. I only remember when I was in high school, when I was in um, middle school, still in China when I was 14, there was a couple, there was, I mean, a really good looking boy and a really good looking girl in my school. And they were suddenly gone because the teacher was saying, uh, because they ate the forbidden fruit. I didn't understand at all what that means. Yes. So, so obviously they had sex and uh, uh, so forbidden fruit and this is how it was packaged and then but in germany the teacher was okay contraceptive let me tell you the first thing you go to a gynecology i'm happy to go with you together to have yourself checked i had you need to imagine i is a child someone in the beginning of 2000 went to germany and then someone talking to you about gynecologists. i mean people who have problem go to gynecologists, and then to check you up And then to, and then the concept of condom concept of, you know, protect yourself sexually, intimately, everything. It was just, I was, but she was telling me, telling me in a very everyday, in a very common manner. It was nothing, oh, God forbid you cannot do it. She says that, you know, be careful. There's consent. There is, you know, you need, you make a decision and uh, it's your choice. And if you want to do it, you need to make sure that you are safe. That's it, and I think because the because the attitude was such an open, but that's not a big deal, it's part of human nature, I think that impacted me a lot, and that encouraged me to i think to make the right decision so i I eventually you know I was intimate with a boy, and then everything was in my back head. so I made a very informed decision, and I think yeah. that somehow that at that I think that event the fact that I could, I owned my body, I I, I was in control, although it was, it was the first time and so on, I think that empowered me a lot. That built my first, I wouldn't say sexual confidence, but just confidence as a woman, yeah. as a woman, as a young young woman in that case. And I felt first time I made a decision that I was in control. And yeah, yes. this has always been somehow yep. in the back of my head, yeah.
0: That right because um i mean i was from china originally yes. as you know um but i think it's not only in china it's very common in our asian culture that sex is something like you know like your teacher described it as the forbidden key, uh, fruit and you know it's, it's not it's just not something that people can openly talk about in our yeah. culture relation to you know your teacher in germany right so yeah but that's actually something very important. I mean, although, you know, both of us have boys, but if I ever have a girl, I think there's mm. something to educate her. Like just openly, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So yeah. like what you do, you can make informed decision before you yeah. engage with anybody. And that's actually the way for for girls to protect themselves and to make Absolutely. a right. Um, so, okay, let's talk about art, right? Because. I know that now you are happily married. You <laughs> met a cute boy. Um so yeah! Like I, I. So there's the day when uh, we met. I actually heard that you, you are um, going to this very special activity called art flow with your partner. Yes. Yeah, um, can you share with us more about it?
1: <laughs> yes, no, happy to. I think compared to I was reading your, you know, the interview with other moms and look at your IG. As we inspire people, are I am. I think it's with me. I think I might be your only guest that has. No talent whatsoever in terms of drawing, no. in terms of art. I think I, we are all in our own way artists, but I am never good in writing, in drawing, which made one very curious. It's like if you are really bad in something, you are really you amazed how people can draw, how people can design, and so I was always amazed with art. How I never understood it. So you have your own way of interpretation. What are you think? What you perceive as pretty as right so i always felt like doing something with your hands so i'm actually injured in a mechanical engineer from background so i always like to do things build things um, with my hands my husband is the same and he is more talented he is i think just because they grew up in germany he's german he they always learned how to build do things with their hands while we chinese were like doing homework all the time and were not encouraged <laughs> to play outside so but in terms of art I, we both share the passion of doing something with our hands and i think once i especially once i entered this industry i feel in order to activate our senses, we are a lot with phones. We are having this IG Live on the phone. We are on the laptop. We don't do things with hands anymore. So we said, okay, you know what? When, when how do we connect? I mean, we are married for four years now. Um, I mean, the passion fades. So how, especially during COVID time, how do you connect, reconnect with each other? So we said, we both shared passion of, you know, um, doing things with our hands. Why don't we do something colorful with something with with, with color? So then we found we started to have, the, the first time we were at this art space, and then it was like motion because things are moving. It's a motion in art, it's like art flow. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to understand art, you don't have to be creative yourself. Basically the way you just mix colors and then the art, the table is like turning, rotating, and there are different kinds of swings where you can put color inside, it's a pattern. So it depends a bit, at the beginning, it's just, you can't do it wrong. It's always a pattern, depends on how the plate is rotating. You put the canvas basically Mm -hmm. on on the table and it will rotate, you are putting the color inside. It's a very calming and erotic. I personally see that as a very something to do with your hands. You see the color fading and it's turning and it's rotating. It's a little bit sometimes like a, like a um, snail kind of form. And then you swing these this boxes with color again. You see things in motion. And I feel sometimes a little bit like a hypnotherapist. <laughs> so you are really going through this whole motion, doing things with your hand, touching each other, touching the art, kind of like pottery, but with success in <laughs> you know, this way. So uh-huh. that was, I think our first experience was coming and We saw somehow erotic inside, and something we do together because we create, we create different arts, and it always looks pretty because the things is rotating. You can try different colors, you can have different patterns. Always turns out to be different. For people who are not that creative, as in I can't put a paper on and just draw. I don't, I I don't have enough imagination to do that. In this way, the motion plate is actually doing that for you. So we found so through that experience it has become a a ritual a bit we try to do this like twice a week it's a lot but definitely once a week this is somehow for us art it has become art and we have different uh, done different canvas and uh you become better when you also see the progress i think especially when you are a newbie into something you see progress very fast And then you understand how the swing, how the speed. So it's kind of like a combination of um, art and uh, mechanics. So that fits us really well. And we found a lot because in this time, you don't touch your phone, we don't even do a selfie or anything. You know, you are not distracted because you have only a very short moment where you can catch the color. So you have to be very focused. And we found huge satisfaction actually in that activity that's, uh, oh, that's, that we found that we, and amazing. then we are kind of, uh, artists on our own. So <laughs> that's really, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, for the audience here, I have seen some of the artworks that, uh, Zin Zin has done. I wouldn't say that's something, I mean, to me, it doesn't look unprofessional at all. It's, yeah. it's really pretty. Right. And, uh, I think most importantly, like what you said is the precious moments that, yeah. uh, you and your partners, can be focused um you know just on doing that piece of creation Absolutely. and it's a combination of art and science art and uh, engineering and that's something make you feel hands-on so it fulfills yeah. your passion as well and that's that becomes a really great tool for you to to bond with each other um yeah you, also i'm just curious like do you bring the artworks back home or you know Always. you're, you're <laughs> <totally> in- <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny really because so you have amazing. to dry. So you actually have to, you have to pick it up. We almost always pick it up. And the funny mm-hmm. part is since with art, when you draw, you know, the color look different. <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when it's still wet, it looks very fresh. And very often we come back and say, like, oh, it's a little bit disappointing. Why it look like this? And then what <laughs> can we improve the next time? Can we spray something? You know, it's really, it's really, it's every time it's like two experience. You do this thing together mm-hmm. and you pick it up together. You feel like, ah, oh, we have done this together. And I think Mm -hmm. that's very for couples, at least for us, that it become a ritual, like you do this together and you create something and you see something. I think Mm -hmm. that's more because at the end of the day, I mean, especially during COVID time, you are are looking for experiences, especially Mm -hmm. I think for couples, really important to bond because we all stuck together and that not in a good way. And you are going on each other's nerves, this whole working from home situation. Uh, yeah. yeah, you should definitely. I think art is very calming. We found our, I think passion, peace, calmness mm-hmm. in the art. But I'm curious, actually, Edison, how did you come into? You must be so passionate about this topic, mom and <laughs> art, that you started yeah. this group. And uh, tell sure. me a little bit about that.
0: Sure. I mean for people who follow my community, they will generally know me and my personal story. So um and I don't mind, you know, telling it again. So um I mean I I became a mother like four years ago, right? So my kid is mm. around the same age. He's uh mm. approaching four soon. Mm. So um so when uh when I first became a mom, um I was quite like unprepared and um I mean I I was lucky because I didn't really experience any symptoms like morning sickness in mm. my first two trimesters but things really changed after I stepped into the third trimester so my body start to change quite a lot and i got mm. very very swelling um and sometimes you know like i, I realize when i wake up in the morning i will see like oh such a different woman <laughs> in a mirror mm. and my feet um size you know i used to wear 37 and then mm. it grows to 42. so all <laughs> these changes <laughs> literally i need to wear my husband's shoes sometimes and his mm. pants and i just uh cannot take all the changes right it happens yeah. all sudden to me and then, um, so I guess later I know this is, you know, a part is very common for a pregnant woman. And even after you give birth, you probably experience a period of like a depression, you know, some yeah. people quit PPP. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but I w- I didn't know anyone, anything of that. Um, so I there was a period I was anxious, I was feeling a bit lost, but you know, uh, so my husband was the one that reminded me, you know, why, Uh, he knows I like drawing. I like drawing cartoon art. I used to be a freelancer cartoonist for some Mm. of the local newspapers so he Mm. said you know why not you just draw something to kind of spare your attention so you can pay your attention to something else and you maybe don't feel so anxious about all the changes anymore. Um, So I took his advice and uh, I started drawing a picture book and the picture book actually, the idea originated from a dream I had. You know, um, you know, I dreamed about my baby and dreamed about a vegetables kingdom. So I started <laughs> drawing the book, and everything changed, right? And um, I feel I can, I, 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 now you know, when I think about it, I think what you mentioned as the focus moment is really important because when I'm drawing the book, I feel focused, and that makes mm-hmm. me happy. That Uh, you know doesn't give me any distractions um so yeah that that's when i think you know there are probably more mothers out there uh, who may have be having the same experience as me and uh, you know why not i start this community to share my experience with them Uh, to share that art is actually something that can help you live a happier new parent life and when i started i realized you know there are actually many mothers who echo with this idea mm. some are really like you they don't call themselves as artists although you know our motto is every mother should be an, a nature mm-hmm. artist but yes. i mean they 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 just like doing uh, handcraft or some of them are doing doodling and all these activities actually help them to work out of their, you know, the, the, the depression mind state. Yeah. Um, so, so I sort of, you know, using this community to benefit more mothers, to help them live a happier parenting life. So that's the whole story Beautiful. behind our community. Beautiful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. So I'm, and I'm happy that I'm through The community, I would say if any personal gain is, to be able to meet inspirational mothers like yourself mm. as you said at the beginning of this um live session you said you know every every mother is a superwoman right and i yes. i definitely echo is that um regardless what you're doing as long as you're fully dedicated you yes. are you know very powerful
1: absolutely and i think women yeah. need to tell this more to themselves as well to ourselves yeah. i mean we are very um, kind to others and uh, very bitter to ourselves and very harsh on ourselves and that I think we need to be reminded the fact that you just remember just 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 sometimes I wondered the body I had before versus the body mm-hmm. I have today I mean I am I there is like in the meanwhile I made 100% peace with it there are like three kilos I just didn't get loose of it and that's life. Like, on. Okay. <laughs> it's really uh, it's really okay and yeah I see a lot of mom they have like they spend a lot of time and working out. Good for them. They have the discipline. I just don't. So, but really make peace with it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And um, you know, I was you know, before this session. I actually made a list of all the questions I want to ask you, right? And um, you know, I'm really really curious. Like, um, so at at the beginning, um, you shared that you know, um sexual wellness, you know, make um how your trip to Germany actually make you feel more confident and now you are using art as activity to bond with your partners and all that. So if you if you can give like three advices for mothers or even like women in general, right? Yes. How could they maintain their overall wellness? Whereby of course sexual well being is an important pillar. Um, like, what would they be? What would be our
1: three top advices for them? I would say everything I was thinking really hard of three things. So it's but about plan like, that if you can execute one, your life will change already dramatically. <laughs> so I'm going to share two. I think um, scheduling things, I think things sounds very easy. OK, of course, we all know you should bond with your partner, regardless of whether you're a mom or not. mom. Mom's obviously more busy, but even you are a couple without a kid. It's just, you, 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 life moves on, That then we have so many distractions in yeah. life, and then it's very difficult to focus. It's so easy to say, focus. The, the, the fact I had um, um, this uh, uh, IG live with another person, um, her phone was on notification all the time. So, every time we spoke, I heard the vibration. <laughs> the
0: ding, ding,
1: so ding. <laughs> the ding, 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 the vibration. And then she turned off the, 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 the sound, but the vibration was there. So, I'm just saying, so in her view, all this, all this notification was coming. I mean, you can't be focused. You are actually doing something bad for yourself. So, how to be focused is easier. There are ways just to be more focused, more present in life, when I'm talking to you, I'm 100% present, there's nothing else. And then I think it's also this dedication, you should give it to yourself and to your partner. So scheduling things as in, um, when you plan an activity, for example, I mean, let's not overwhelm, let's not doing everything focused, we can't, but just one thing in a week, for example, what we do is this art, for example, when we do art together, it could be a walk in Botanical, there's this online activity, you don't talk about kids, you don't talk about work, you don't talk about anything. You just do something just about, about two of you. There are a to-do list, to, there is a list of don't not to do, not to talk. What are the things you 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 have to focus just on two of you? And at the beginning we have shared this experience a lot with uh, our you know, with our clients and they're saying, We can't talk about the work, we can't talk about kids. What can we talk about? like when you started to date, you had no kids and you are at the beginning yeah. stage of your work. What did you talk about at that time? You have to bring back, actually, there are many, many things. So what happens then after a while, after one, two, three dates, you'll feel, ah, we talk about each other, remember at that time, we talk about our dreams, what we really want to become, um, the version 10 years ago and the version in the future, who we want to become in the future, who you we were. These are things that actually bond each other because you're sharing something from within. It's, there is no, there is no um, outside stimulus like COVID or anything else, work, uh, colleagues, uh, friends. It's just about you. This activity can be done with art. This is what we do. So people who don't like to talk a lot, then just do art. (laughs) because then you can, just, you can just focus on that. People who are more talkative, who are more into the emotion side of things, for example, having dinner, having just one scheduled dinner in this, in this two or three hours is only about us, then you share things. I think to do things with, as a couple, very consciously, that's very important. Uh, but schedule it in, not let's, you know, every week you schedule this one session, just this one, and eventually, you can increase, and then see, and then make revisit after first months. How did we do? Did we improve anything? Do we feel more connected? I think this this kind of things you need to yeah you need to you need to it's like work the review. It's like yeah, the I review how your work. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love the advice. Yeah. I should start probably start trying, and I love what you said. Right, just give me more thinking. Like, it's actually like now you not just to say between me and my husband, but Mm -hmm. even when we are, you know, having family dates with the other friends who have kids, we always talk about uh, kids or work, right? Um, But we seldomly talk about ourselves, our interests, even what kind of dramas we are watching. So I think your reminder is, is really, really great. And it helped me think that, you know, we should probably have that regular session to really just think about ourselves.
1: As in art, is something to start something new. For us, it was new. It was really unknown because of COVID as well. See, if COVID wouldn't happen, I mean, there are many ways you could explore as couples. But as you rightfully said at the very beginning, once your kid is there, you are you can't do Airbnb anymore. Even if you can travel, there are many things that you just can't do anymore. So how to reconnect or how to connect? You know how to be intimate? How to become a couple again? You know starting from holding hands I mean you are holding the hands of the kid now you know when you walk on through the street you don't hold hands to each other anymore all these kind of small things and then one day you wake up okay the marriage is not the marriage we had 10 years ago but in order to avoid that it's not like okay let's go to a honeymoon trip again that won't help it's the every little things every day that will actually contribute to the bigger masterpiece like the book you're mentioning you can the script won't come out one day it yeah. won't you build every day consistent little bit content and eventually you become a masterpiece at the end it's the same with life
0: wow i love you're saying a lot and just invite you again in the future to
1: share <laughs>
0: to bond and I love you know the art the combination of either art and engineering activities you're doing and you know now you're embarking on your entrepreneurship journey and I wish you the good luck the best Thank of you. Life,
1: you know, very with, needed very needed
0: <laughs> and I'm sure right that's because I uh, I can I, I really think that's something important you know for for women for mothers to look at our overall wellness whereby you're bonding your because you know, 24 hours a day, especially with COVID situation. The person that you see the most of the day is actually your partner because you're both in the same same home. So it's important for you to formulate that bonding. Um, I look forward to more exciting things coming from Zaza Zoo.